Welcome to the Catholic Duluth Show. The Catholic Duluth Show is a parish community podcast serving the parishes of Holy Family and St. Lawrence here in Duluth, Minnesota. Uh, thanks for tuning in today. My name is Dana Rota. I'll be your host. Uh, with me, I have Father Ryan Rabbits. How are you doing today, Father? I'm doing really good. It's a beautiful day out. We got a little bit of sunshine finally, which just feels good. Yeah. And it's not too cold out. So it's good for morale. Yeah, it's funny, you know, the weather really does dictate how we're doing <laughs> nowadays. It's like, how you doing? And we talk about the we talk about the weather right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely been one of those things where I'm like, it's like ah, I should try not to talk about the weather, but it's hard not to. Yeah, it it, it definitely <laughs> has a big impact on us this time of year, <laughs> especially uh, recently. So, anyways, yeah, and uh, I mean, it's uh, it's the third week of Advent. Yeah. So it's crazy how how fast it's going. It's Christmas next week. Yep. Uh, you know, and it's been a it's been a a pretty good Advent. You know, it got off to obviously a just quite a start with both the snowstorm and the loss of Bishop Serba, you know, and a lot of things canceled that whole week. So it just kind of, we had some momentum of some ideas of some different things to be going on in the parish and it, it kind of squashed it a little bit, but that's okay. It actually slowed us down. At least for me, it, it did, it slowed us down, which was also a good thing. I think, you know, um, we talked last week about slow down, you know, it's okay to slow down. And, um, I'm just finding that as I've taken a chance to do that at different moments here in Advent to just intentionally slow myself down because I've also been running like crazy. Um, it's just really, really good, you know? So that's such an important thing. So, Yeah. Um, well, maybe we should slow down to start off. And do you want to open us in a prayer? Yeah, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, you who sent your Son into the world that your divine nature would be united to our human nature in the person of your Son. We glorify you and we praise you in this Advent season. Lord Jesus, may your divinity, united with our humanity, draw us into the fullness of your life, into divine life with you. As we prepare for this Christmas season ahead in this last week of Advent, Lord Jesus, pour forth your Spirit upon us, to open our hearts to your coming and to your healing, to your mercy, to your goodness. Lord, we know that you long and desire to save us. Lord, give us the grace to be saved, to allow ourselves uh, to be saved by you, Lord. Lord, we pray for your blessing on the week ahead and next week, and we just pray for your grace to be upon souls that are, are struggling right now in any way, for people who may be experiencing loneliness or suffering, for people who may be struggling with faith, um, with trust in you, Lord. Lord, we pray for your grace upon them and, and anoint them, Lord, in this, this Advent season and the Christmas season ahead. Lord, may we as uh, parishes be a bridge for you and a doorway for you to, to allow people to enter into the great mystery that you love us and you long to be with us. So, Lord, we offer this time right now in uh, this podcast and in our conversation and the week ahead as well. We offer it all to you and just invite you to direct our hearts and minds in your loving will. We pray all of this in Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, so, it's, I mean, as we, as we said, it's the third week of Advent, and we're coming on to Christmas. So, anything, anything like really big happening? Oh, you know, it was it, this last Sunday was really beautiful. Um, it just in being able to celebrate the sacrament of reconciliation with so many people. Um, 
both on Saturday evening. A lot of people came for confession Saturday evening, um, you know, regularly scheduled time. Um, I went right up to like five minutes to four. Um, just a, just really beautiful as a priest to be able to celebrate this time of year um, with God's mercy with people. Um, just some beautiful opportunities for people to encounter the Lord in that sacrament. And then Sunday afternoon as well. We probably had about um, 80 to 90 people that came for confession. And then, you know, tomorrow night, um, today is Tuesday when we're recording this, but Wednesday night, the, all the young people from throughout the city will gather for an exalt night, they're called in which there's some praise and worship and adoration and then lots of priests to hear their confessions. So Wednesday night, too, will be a night of just hearing a lot of confessions. And, you know, it's really, there's just such good grace there. And sometimes it's very, very tangible, and sometimes it's super simple. You know, it's kind of a routine sometimes, but it's so, so good. I was sharing with the folks on Sunday night. I said, you know, confession is one of those things that, you know, it's like going to the gym. You know, you can, like, go to the gym once a year and then wonder why you're not in shape, you know? So spiritually, you know, I could go to confession once a year and then wonder, well, why am I struggling so much with, with maybe sin or different things in my life? Well, you got to, a diet isn't just one day a year or a, the gym isn't just one day a year. It's not even one day a month necessarily, right? And obviously spiritually in terms of confession, you know, you look at like what does frequency mean for a healthy spiritual life? But I also said, you know, the the saints, the holiest of holy people who were living virtuous lives in every sense, still went to confession usually weekly. You know, um, they were like, you know, the people that go to the gym every day. The, the professional athlete who's in amazing shape doesn't stop going to the gym because they're in amazing shape, right? They go every day to stay in shape. And confession's the same way. So for those that are even spiritually healthy and not in mortal sin, they know the grace of the sacrament, so they continue to go to it, just like you, you know, the athlete continues to go to the gym even though they, they know they're healthy. They don't kind of go, well, I'm healthy, so I don't need to go to the gym, you know, because I'm healthy. Well, no, how do you stay healthy? You keep going to the gym. I was just thinking about that because I'm trying to get to the gym more, <laughs> which doesn't always work out yeah. well. Um, Anyway, so, yeah, it's been a beautiful week of, of confessions and stuff. So that's one thing. And then, um, you know, obviously with Christmas Masses coming up, we're getting ready for those. So we've had some meetings just to organize some stuff. I'm really excited about just some improvements that we've made to hopefully the experience that people will have, particularly the Saturday evening Masses because they're the biggest ones. So like at Holy Family, we've got it figured out where we've got the speakers in the social hall working in the overflow. Um, so they're going to be able to hear better and fully. I'll basically be double mic'd that night. Um, and then we've got the seating. I think it's going to be more seating because last, the last two years we've kind of run out of, we didn't have enough chairs. So we're, we're getting lots of chairs put out, um, figuring out communion lines and stuff like that. Both of the parking lots at Holy Family and St. Lawrence, there's work. We're moving snow this week. So I was just down at Holy Family and recorded a Facebook live of them moving snow. So we're clearing the lot down there, folks. At, um, at Holy Family, um, and, and the, the lots are going to be marked, so we're going to be marking the lots so people can see exactly where to park, you know, kind of like you would be able to see in the summer, because it can be tricky. If the first person comes in and parks in an awkward spot, it throws the rest of the, the, the thing off. So we are working on the lots and making sure that there's some clarity and some help. And, um, for instance, at Holy Family on Christmas Eve night for the 4 o'clock, we we're actually having, we've got about 10 guys that are going to be working a parking crew to kind of help people out 
and where to go and when lots are full and where to go next and where to park next and how to drop people off and what to do after you drop somebody off at the door if you need to. So, you know, it's it's just really good that we're, we're putting some of those practicals together so it can be hopefully a better experience and not yeah. a frustrating one. You know, we don't want people coming in or leaving frustrated. Um, we want to be able to allow them to have a peaceful experience through the whole dynamic of, of what's going on in our Christmas celebration. And so, um, so, yeah, we've been working on some of that, which is really good. I mean, I'm excited for the Christmas Masses. They're some of the most beautiful Masses of the year. And um, we're really going to have some beautiful Masses here in the cluster of parishes. And, um, yeah, um, just on a practical note, too, folks, if, if you've got multiple people in your home or you've got family coming up, especially the Saturday or the Christmas Eve Masses, the 4 and the 6, if you can, you know, carpool, uh, if you're a family of, of four or five or six or whatever, and you have a vehicle that can fit four or five or six people, please try to just bring one car. If you can, try not to split up the family and end up, you know, you know, bringing... Because I know on Sundays, sometimes it's like, yeah, you end up with you know, family of four, sometimes brings three vehicles, you yeah, know, because the yeah. kids are slacking, <laughs> you know, the teenagers are slacking, so they want to drive on their own. Or, you know, you're going in various directions, so I get that. Christmas Eve, if you can, folks... Um, all come to mass together in one vehicle. You know, if you got family up too, like cram cram as many people as you can that can wear a seatbelt in whatever vehicle you have. That's going to be super helpful for you and for everybody else um, coming to mass that night. So um, it might be too if you know you live next door to somebody that you know is going to mass as well. Maybe you can go together. You know, a, a beautiful blessing in many ways that that could be. So just some practicals. You know, we're going to be pushing practicals as we approach <laughs> these Christmas masses, especially because of, we've had so much snow. You know, which is rare, and for this time of year, we yeah. usually don't have this much snow. So we are clearing it out, but it's still tricky. So yeah, I feel like most Christmases, you kind of be like, "Oh, it'd be kind of nice to have a white Christmas," and this one's like, "Oh, well, we're we're having this a white Christmas." Yeah, you know, you yeah. know whose fault it is. We we I did a wedding on Saturday, um, and she's she told me Friday. She said, "Well, I've been praying for a white wedding." You know, so I told her I was going to write a letter to the the editor of the newspaper and say, I know whose fault it is, Yeah, you know, that we got all this snow. It's this bride who wanted a white wedding. <laughs> so I was giving her a hard time even in the homily during her or during her wedding. And I was like, you know, this is your fault, all this snow. <laughs> um, well, kind of transitioning into the um, main topic of today's show, we kind of want to talk about uh, Gaudete Sunday, which we just had. Yeah. We're kind of in the week of that. Um and kind of just talk about like what does what does it mean to or why does the church give us this this week within Advent and how do we kind of live j- the joy that it calls us to? Yeah. So uh, I guess to, just to start off, what exactly is Gaudete Sunday and why do we have it within um, the season of Advent? So uh, let me let me start off by saying this: that God fulfills His promises. We believe that God, in the covenants that He makes with us and the promises He makes, He fulfills those. And so we don't stay in a place of exile. We don't stay in a place of suffering. We don't stay in a place of sorrow or even penance. We go through those, but those lead us, and God promises that they will lead us to the promised land, to the fulfillment of the covenant, to salvation and redemption, to eternal life. So our liturgical year, you know, speaks that to us and speaks and 
lives, you know, as a church, we live through the human reality together and through the covenant together. So I say that because, you know, Gaudete Sunday is to remind us that in the midst of a penitential season, which Advent really is, it's a season of preparation. It's not as intense as Lent is in terms of the penances, but it's a time to prepare our hearts for a, a heightened celebration of the fulfillment of the promise, right? Like, because the reality is, is, you know, before a promise is fulfilled, well, people are in exile, you know? They're in, like, suffering, and then they get to the promised land, you know? So as we await the Messiah, as we await the second coming of Christ, um, and we await the celebration of his first coming, uh, we, we recognize that we suffer and so we need a Savior. So it builds up that anticipation of the Savior coming. What Gaudati Sunday does is in the midst of it, and this happens in Lent as well, as you know, it's a joyful proclamation that this is about to happen and it's really close to happening. So persevere. Don't, don't give up. Um, it's, the church gives us this beautiful gift to say, don't give up. In the midst of the liturgical year, we have these Sundays where it's, don't give up in the midst of the waiting, in the midst of the suffering. And think about how that can relate to our lives spiritually um, and just practically in so many ways. If, if you're suffering right now through something, don't give up. God will fulfill his promise in time. It, it, and it's going to take some waiting, you know, even as we wait. Like, I know he will, but he may not right now. It may be in a little while, you know. Um, just persevere and stay in that. You know, I've, I've had the opportunity to, to be with a number of people here in the last couple of weeks who are in their final days and dying and to be able to go give last rites. And that's kind of the encouragement, too, that the last rites give us, you know. It's, don't give up. You're almost there. Um, wait patiently, and God will God will come, and His promise will be fulfilled um, if you remain faithful. So, so so hold your ground and and imagine when this is over, it's going to be really beautiful and great. You know, um, you're on the cross right now, but Easter morning will come. You know, uh, you're in the darkness and you're waiting for the Savior to come. Christmas morning will be here. It will get here. <laughs> you know, um, God fulfills his promises. And so, something like Gaudete Sunday is to say rejoice because we're almost there. And God will fulfill his promise. So persevere to the end. Uh, for me, it's, it's just a beautiful gift to, to remind us as we walk in faith to, to not lose hope to not lose joy even you know yeah yeah and and i feel like that's that's such a i mean obviously uh i guess gadate that means joy yep um and so uh that's something that obviously the church is very like specifically it's like hey we want you to be joyful you yep. know um and and you know thinking about that it's like the the secular world when we kind of look at christmas you know you hear like it's the most wonderful time of the year and it's always you know whether i feel like just like in commercials or movies or whatever it is christmas is always you know it's it's the super joyful time usually uh and uh but i, I feel like there's this reality where a lot of people like christmas is a hard time for many people whether 
you know, it's a mixture of the weather, of uh, just relationships, you know, um, either, you know, uh, a lack of family or sometimes just family. Yep. <laughs> um, and just, you know, uh, financial issues, like all this stuff, it can kind of, it can re- really be weighty for a lot of people. Um, and so sometimes it's, it's really hard to live joy and just to be joyful on like a practical sense, on just like a human sense during this time. Uh, so I, I think that's, um, I, I think it's, it, it's interesting um, that, and really awesome that the church is like, hey, this is not like it, obviously, like, like we're in a penitential type of season liturgically, but also just on a human level, it's kind of a hard time. So like we need to rem- remember to like the joy of the season, uh, the reason for the season, kind of what we talked about last week. So kind kind of like brings it all together. I feel like. Yeah, and it's to remind us, you know, too, in the midst of all those searchings for joys and the, even the sufferings and the hardships that we can feel or can weigh upon us. Sometimes they're good for us, so that we can. It, it brings us to a point of surrender and a point of realizing that our joy will be complete when we when we when we seek out and place our hearts in a place where we can receive true joy even in suffering, from the one who brings joy, which is Jesus Christ. You know, the world's joys are passing. You know, yeah, it's the most wonderful time of the year, and the world is going to try to show you, well, you can be really happy right now at this point in the year. Watch a, watch a happy Christmas movie or sing a happy Christmas song or, you know, get a, get a Christmas gift, right? Mm-hmm. But it's all, it reminds us, too, and, like, this isn't to put a damper on it either. All that stuff is passing. It's all passing. It's all, it all fades away very quickly as soon as, like, Christmas is over. You know, you think it's secular things. Like, it very, you know, December 26th on the sec- in the secular world is it's now over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is now over. And next year we'll get to feel that way for a couple of days again. That's not what the Catholic perspective or the Christmas message is. It's no, um, the Christmas season continues on, one. But it's also that we, we seek joy in the, the Christ who has come. And that is not a passing thing. That is an eternal thing. And it's something that can be sustained as well, even in our sorrow and in our suffering. That interior joy can be present even when we, you know, even on the Good Fridays, you know, the Christmas joy can still be on Good Friday. (laughs) Um, Because... That's what the Lord brings to us. So, yeah, you know, folks, it, it, a lot of us and a lot of you are, you know, maybe having some, some really heavy things on your heart. Remember this, that sometimes the Lord is placing those heavy things on our hearts and we're going through a tough time not to bring us down, but actually God is bringing us further and higher through some of those things. And he's got a place that he wants to bring you. So allow yourself to go through healing um, from the incarnate Jesus, right? Allow yourself to, to be moved forward and higher through those hardships that you might be feeling, especially this time of year. Um, God doesn't want to bring you down in those. That's what you have to remember. God comes to save us. That's the whole Christmas message, right? And he does want to bring you through them to an even more beautiful place than you even can imagine or where you think you want to be. Like, we have to remember that. Like, he wants to bring us somewhere that we don't even realize 
how amazing it is that he's leading us toward. And that's in this life and in the life to come, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so when things seem heavy and overwhelming or, or just so burdensome, sometimes it's so the Lord can, he's giving us the grace to surrender to him so he can lead us to, to beautiful places. So place that trust in, in the promises that he brings us. Yeah, I mean, just kind of what you were saying right there reminds me a lot of just the Jewish people when they were in the desert for yep. 40 years, you know? I mean, I, that's... They wanted to go back to slavery. They're like, yeah. let's just go back. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. like, nope. Yeah, and but like God, gave, he gave them, you know, different periods of uh, being like, you know, nomads in the desert and um, being in exile, kind of like how the church gives us these seasons of kind of a mini exile in a sense but yep. you know he to to one like kind of drive uh or help help us to detach from the some worldly things yeah. um and to kind of reattach ourselves to him right here's here's the other thing about like so when we think about the christmas joy and like you know mm-hmm. the anticipation of that and even the hardships that we go through, you know, so that whole the whole conversation of Advent into Christmas as we journey in this last last week of Advent. Um, one of the reasons that we don't experience Christmas joy or Christ's joy and the happiness that he brings is we don't let ourselves. Sometimes you might feel that you don't deserve it. Or you've screwed up and so you know you'll never get to experience happiness or joy or something's happened in your life and you know you maybe are feeling despair right now and you know we can get maybe you're feeling like you're just stuck there and like this is just this acceptance of this is how it's always going to be my friends the lord loves you more than that he loves you in a bigger way than that that sense or that feeling. And remember that he remembers the goodness in you. And he doesn't remember the, the weakness, the fallenness. He wants to wash that away because of his remembrance of your goodness. Um, let yourself be opened to the joy that Christ wants to bring you. Let yourself be vulnerable to the, the vulnerability that there is in happiness. You know, because the fear in a lot of us is, well, I'm not open to happiness or love because happiness and love come to an end and then I feel more hurt that way. You know, like so some people, once they're hurt in love, will say, I, I won't love again because I don't want to feel the hurt. You know, that, I, I, I rethink that if you're struggling with that. Rethink that because. You can have happiness. You can have joy. Be open to it. And yeah, it may bring sadness again. Um, but that's that's the cycle of life, you know? Um, and it's also that the Lord wants to bring us around to eternal happiness. So be open to that. Be open to what he wants to do with your heart. And let him bring forth joy in your life. Let go of Let go of the things that you're holding on to. You may be holding on to your sins. You may be holding on to the sins of others. Um, you may be holding on to your anger and frustration with, with someone or something. 
you may be holding on to your disappointment in someone or something. You may be holding on to a sadness um, because of something that happened. Allow the Lord to, to enter into that and, and let go. Don't cling to it. Um, it, it. It's like, you know, if we look at Easter, you know, don't cling to just Good Friday. Go through Good Friday. Let Easter come, right? Same here, you know, we go through Advent. Let Christmas come. Let the Lord Jesus be born into your heart once again and invite him to. Say, Lord Jesus, be born into my heart. Lord Jesus, be born into my heart. Lord Jesus, be born into my heart and let him come in to your heart just as he came into the world to bring light. Um, yeah, just, I, I guess it's, it's just in my heart an encouragement as we approach Christmas. Don't, don't allow some of this stuff to rob you. It's not what God wants. God's not trying to rob you of anything. He wants to bring fulfillment to you. And um, trust him. Yeah, that's great. Thank you, Father. You're welcome. You know, I I think that's sometimes we, uh, which this is probably some original sin in our hearts or something like that. But uh, as humans, we really like to dwell on, or sometimes I know I look forward to like the Advent, the Lent, to be like, yeah, I'm I'm just a, I'm just terrible. Yeah, I'm just terrible. I'm like I'm just a bad person, you know. And then because <laughs> it, it, it's easier that way, maybe I don't know. Um, but then when like the joy does come, you're just like, ah, oh, but I'm still a terrible person <laughs> or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's, it's harder to, to like, to, to actually live in that joy and to like accept that love rather than, um, just kind of like turn in on ourselves and just be like, ah, woe is me type of stuff. Yeah. Sometimes we just don't let the joy come or, or we feel like I can't be joyful because of this or that, you know? Yeah. You know, I, I think that that can be a temptation, you know. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's a, a really beautiful challenge for, you know, this week and uh, especially next week during Christmas, especially, yeah. you know, when, when those things with, you know, family or whatever pop up, because they will. Yep. To just, you know, take a moment and be like, hey, I'm I'm going to choose to live in the joy yep. that and, Jesus gives us. And, you know, some of you, some, some may be thinking like, I'm not loved though, Father. Yes, you are. You, you may not be experiencing or feeling loved, maybe by, by family or friends or, you know, that maybe you're lonely, you know, in this time of year. You, I'm telling you right now, you are loved. That is the message of Christmas. And it's the reality and the truth that we believe in, that Jesus Christ loves you. Jesus loves you, okay? It, he wouldn't have come into the world and he wouldn't have died on the cross. He wouldn't have rose from the dead. He wouldn't have gone through it all. And allowed you to, to know of it if he didn't love you. So you are loved. Please know that. Trust that. You are loved. You are loved. Um, that's so, so important. I was, um, and I know we're getting close to the end of the time here. I, I, I'm reading a book right now, and one of the chapters talks about how Jesus had a soul, right? So with the soul comes memory. And Jesus, because he was in, you know, united to human nature, he had to make a choice. He had to make a choice with his memory. So he had choices to make because he has a soul. So he has a will. And he has an intellect, so he has a memory. And with that, he had to make choices. 
And it's, it, it's this beautiful spiritual book by this um, Mother Superior, a modern one. But she talks about how Jesus' memory, his choice is to remember the good. So she uses the example of St. Peter. In his resurrection, he chose to remember the good that Peter did and to remember the goodness that is in Peter. So in the resurrection, he looks at Peter and says, do you love me, do you love me, do you love me? And he deliberately chooses to forget through that Peter's denial and the wrong he had done. So Jesus chooses to remember your goodness and to remember the good that you've done. And in his mercy, he chooses to wipe that from his memory if you let him. So remember that Jesus chooses too. He doesn't, like he chooses the good of you. <laughs> and it's so important to remember uh, that, that element. Like he remembers the goodness that you, that you are and that, you, that you've done as well and that you've lived. He chooses that in his memory if you've gone to his mercy. <laughs> and it, 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 for me, has been a beautiful reflection just to reflect on the memory of the incarnate word that when he became human, he was, he was given this new sensor experience of what memory does and the choice that comes with memory. Um, anyways. Yeah, that's great. That's a, that's, that's a nice, a nice thing to be able to take into this, uh, this last week of Advent yeah. into the season of Christmas. So. Well, thank you all for joining us this week. And uh, yeah, have a, have a great uh, third week of Advent. And uh, we'll see you uh, on Sunday and on Christmas. May God bless you and may Jesus Christ be praised.